Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, we are coming to you, uh, turns out, still no baby. Weird, right? Anyway, uh, you can go ahead and leave a review of this podcast at Apple I feel Podcasts. Like you, you just launch into that so quickly. What am I supposed to do? It's the business. I like to get it out of the way so people can get to the show. I know, but just like, hey guys. So people can get to the show. <coughs> I do my hey guysing elsewhere, I think. Anyway, hey guys, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. You can join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. And of course, our website slash Patreon is excellentadventure.com or patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. Head over there. Help us out. Dory's uh, coughing up a storm. She probably We probably need to get her some sort of cough medicine. She's turning off the air purifier. And then she's coughing. Guys, this seems like backward logic to me. I don't know. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at ExcellentPod. We're constantly tweeting all kinds of political views. Just kidding. You can email us, doryamatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And the phone number, of course, is 413-461-BABY. That's B-A-B-Y. Bobby. Baby. Uh, there's a San Francisco meetup planned. It is Sunday, March 18th at 1 p.m. That's at the Grove at Yerba Buena Gardens, 690 Mission Street, San Francisco. From the organizer, it's a coffee shop that's close to BART for people that don't live in San Francisco. That's sfegheads.eventbrite.com. All right. So many meetups happening. The uh, the uh, other DC ones today, meetup, right? Yeah, should, it probably happened. I think it happened already. Did anyone tweeted us? No, they didn't tweeted us from the meetup, and they didn't. They didn't text me. Oh my god! I mean, they don't have my number, but they still didn't text me. 
Why, how would that work? This I don't know. Out of control. Guys, if you're having meetups in the name of excellence, you got to at least tweet us. Yeah. I mean, come on. We'd like to be a part of it. Anyway, a lot of updates. Dory, what's going on? Well, I have a cough. I lied. I don't have any updates. So, <coughs> getting through this podcast is going to be interesting. It'll be great. I apologize, everyone. Well, Dory, she, she, she said I feel like I have a cough coming on. And what did she do? She went to go see Jawbreaker. I'm just saying, you're not resting. I think the cough would have happened anyway. Mm, interesting. I think it could have been expedited. I don't know. Anyway, what's going on over here? Uh, first week off. I'm snacking a lot of uh, a lot now. That's a problem. Uh, <coughs> but you quit smoking. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I, I no longer smoke cigarettes. Apparently, after reading that book, Alan Carr's "Stop Smoking Now." I think that's what it's called. Whatever. What does he do that's so like revolutionary? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. You just sort of end up not wanting a cigarette. Which is a lie, because I desperately want a cigarette right now. But, you know, I'm choosing not to smoke. Good. Uh, it's a good book. It's simple. He has a, he has a book about losing weight, too. Which, uh, I was like, should I get this? I was like, well, let's see if I can stop smoking. Okay. Anyway. I'm just like, uh, I don't like the snacking. I'm not a big fan. Could be the Lexapro I'm now on. Anyway, guys, turns out I'm pretty crazy. Hi. Hi. What? What are you doing? I'm drinking tea. This is like doing a podcast solo. I've got nothing from my co-host. Well, guys, help me out. If you want to co-host this show, <laughs> write into us and tell us what would make you the best co-host for Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. You have to marry Matt also. You don't have to me. No, you can just, you can, as long as you can carry a half a conversation, I would be way into it. I can carry half a conversation. You're being mean. No, I'm not. You see that I'm sick and I'm trying my best. Well... Sometimes your best is not good enough. That's what we learned in the army. But honey, yes, you weren't in the army. Yes, I was. I played Call of Duty <laughs> all afternoon. So it's like being in World War II. Uh, Do we have any updates? I don't think we have any like real updates. I mean, what is there to really talk about? I, we're just all annoyed about my sperm. That's uh, it's a terrible time. Uh, and, um, yeah, I've been going to acupuncture, even though she, I said she was dead to me last week. I still went this morning. How was it? I forgot she was dead to me. Oh, no. I was driving there and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm already driving there. <laughs> How was it? She didn't even tell me my results. Did you ask? No, but I feel like that'd be information. I don't know. No well, one's telling me anything. Why don't you just ask? Mm. Uh, so, you know, whatever. They should put some needles on my, like, straighten my skull today. Oh, I had some skull needles, too. Didn't care for that. <laughs> Every week, they have some in some location that, you, that you're that you not into. I, I just don't, I still feel them. Did, were you as distracted this week? No, I had my headphones on. Oh, good. I was listening to Marvin Gaye. Oh, good. Did you relax? It was great. I wish I could have stayed there. Without the needles in my head. <laughs> uh, you know, I will say, I was a little worried last week when we were so despondent because I didn't know how people would react. You know? Sometimes I'm like, well, do they not like it when we, like, get real? But we got a lot of very supportive emails. Oh, telling us to get over yourselves, you uh, hippie, elitist, California cuck boys. Yes, that's exactly what they Why said. Why did you get our email? <laughs> that's crazy. Um, no, they were just like, everyone was very nice, sympathetic and commiserating. And thank you. Well, that's terrific. I just wanted to thank the eggheads. I don't know how I'm doing on my whole hiatus thing. What do you mean? Because I've been busy every day. So 
I really haven't had a time not to be busy. Well, but you've gotten to play some video games. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I did a little bit of that. You've you've puttered around the house. I don't exactly call it puttering. I I'm busy, like doing things. I know, but you enjoy that. Well, our wall came apart. <laughs> so I had to fix it. <laughs> the wall that you were that you had hung ten guitars on. Uh yeah, so guys, if you have an old plaster wall, uh, sometimes the slats can come away from the um, can come away from the stud. Turns out, uh, so the plaster was all cracking. So I pulled it off and then cut away the plaster, and then learned how to mix plaster, and then figured out how to put plaster on a wall and patch a giant. Two and a half foot hole. It's like you got your um, general contractor's badge. Uh, I have a general contractor's license because I live in this house. (laughs) And I don't want to bother the landlord ever. (laughs) I'd rather fix things myself than pick up a phone. Yeah. So There have been a couple times when we've had to call the landlord. Once. Twice. What was the second time? When the pipe in that your That was the first time. Yeah, in the ceiling in your in your room. In oh, your office. Oh yeah, when the ceiling caved in. Yeah. That was not a job we could do ourselves. Well, I could have done it myself. I knew what the problem was. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, that's that I, I don't know what to tell you all. I mean, it's just it's tough. I gotta go back to New York tomorrow morning at five something thirty, my plane takes off. Um, and and we're losing an hour. So like I'm really getting up at three thirty. Yes. Oh no, it's spring forward. So we're Correct. losing an hour. That's right. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. This was a big mistake. You can't change your flight. No, I'd have to like pay the difference or whatever. But they just bought the ticket. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you could call JetBlue. You are mosaic. Uh, Anyway, guys, going back out to New York for what will hopefully not be pointless, but will probably, ultimately, be pointless. You don't know that. I know everything about everything. I'm the coolest. Um... Yeah, so I mean, really, I, I don't, I'm trying. I don't want. I wish I was not snacking, everybody. That's really the bottom line here. That's. I don't know if we've just learned that, but I'm learning that right now. I just wish I wasn't snacking. Okay. You what? know, it's easy not to snack when you have cigarettes. What can we replace snacking with? That's not cigarettes. Well, I don't think you need to replace it with anything. You should just not be snacking. It's just it's silly. It's very silly. Anyway, did you eat lunch? No. This is why you're snacking. I didn't have lunch. Because you're not eating real meals. Well, my wife's not making me real meals. She's off making herself a sun basket. Yeah. Doesn't even say, do you want some sun basket? I, I, I was gonna, I wanted you to have some and you drove off. You left me. Well, I left because I was like, well, there's clearly nothing happening here for Matt's food. So I'm gonna why didn't get you just, bomba. why didn't you just say something? So I got bomba. I was like, well, I guess Matt doesn't want this sun basket. I bought a, a bag of bomba and cake pops. So that was, you that are, was that. you are unbelievable. Yeah. What? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're unbelievable. Oh, my God. You need to eat real meals. I know. It's hard when they're not, like, brought to me as I am used to at work. Okay, well. You know? Let's let's figure this it's out. It's also hard when we have literally nothing in our fridge because neither mm. of us purchase any foods at a grocery store. I know. It's because... I walked into the grocery store today and I it's probably the first time since Christmas that I was in a grocery store. Yeah. And not even probably. It is the first time since the Hanukkah party that I've been in a grocery store. Yeah. 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 
just that you're so good at grocery shopping. Well, why don't you grow grocery shopping? I don't understand. Because you're so good at it. You're at Sprouts 45 times a day. Guys, this is marriage. In case you're wondering what's happening right now, this is a legitimate marriage conversation. I I just you're good at food shopping. You all I, I I'm the I the entire time we've been married. I'm the only one who goes food shopping. Yes, that's that's like your thing. But you food you see, shop. But here's what happens when when I am not around to go food shopping. We have not had food in this house for six months. That's true. Other than meal delivery services that send us ingredients. Yep, that's accurate. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's fucking crazy. Well, you know what. Yes. I think you could have said to me, hey, Dory, can you go to the grocery store and get these food items? And I would have said, oh, sure. When would I say that to you? I don't even know what to cook anymore. I've like lost all semblance of living like a human being. I have like no idea. I don't even know what we would keep in there. Like, I don't. Like, That's what I'm saying. I, I like going. This the, feels very confusing to me. I like, literally, the, right now, the prospect of grocery shopping is like overwhelming because I'm like, I don't know. What do I buy? Broccoli, and then what? I know that now you get my sentiments. So I just feel like I've seeded grocery shopping to you, well, and I, by seeded, I, I mean C E D E D. I'm literally. I, I feel like I'm responsible for everything around the house that is not true what do you mean i'm responsible for all car stuff correct well because you're okay you're good at car I'm stuff i'm responsible for all maintenance of the home well you have taken that upon yourself i am responsible for all grocery shopping because you like grocery shopping i am responsible for paying the cleaners not always okay i am responsible for taking out boxes like it's like, I took I take out boxes too. Well, guy, listen. This is like, what do you do around here? I take you care take care of, of bow. You do a lot of bow care. I but do like, a lot of bow care. I'm I'm also like you know this morning Bo and I were gone. Okay, I coordinate all of Bo's various chateau and Mary Jane. Yes, I do all of that. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Don't you, buddy? He's too asleep to even notice. He's been, like, really sleeping out on the couch lately. I know. It's like he's guarding the house. Dun, dun, dun. Do you think he is? Yes. I do think he is. Because we're both home, so now he's guarding the house? I think he's guarding the house. Well, that's weird. Or he's lazy. I think he's lazy. He might be lazy. I Like, sometimes I want to pick him up and bring him into the thing, but I think it'll just disturb him too much. He really makes quite a pillow for it by the end of the day. I know. It's really cute. Um, he gets comfortable. Okay, so yeah, I think we've I established I, like, and you know what? It, what she does around here is take care of Bo, which yeah. is you know it's decent. It's a lot, except that you know one of us has to constantly take him every morning to the thing. What? What? You take him to the chateau twice a week, and I pick him up twice a week. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. What are you just saying? It's a lot. Okay, but I take care of him pretty much the rest of the time. No, no, no. I'm saying like it's. I do a lot of things around. Here. I know you do, and I appreciate it. So very much. Like this grocery shopping thing, I feel like there's got to be a better way. The better way is probably Instacart. I think the best way is probably like HelloFresh. That's in- yeah. What yeah. a wonderful sponsor! Yeah. So no, I like you- honestly, I don't know. I think Instacart is our best bet. I wish there was like a food doula who would come into the house and go, okay, you need these staples, and then here's your new grocery list. I bet there is someone who would do that. Hello, food doula. If you're out there, contact me. (laughs) You know, I just... I just feel like you... I don't know. Like this morning when I got up, I'm still talking because you're coughing. So I'm just going to keep I wasn't coughing, but I was about to say something. But go go on. No, go ahead. No, go on. Continue. I just feel like there are these certain things that you both enjoy, like maintenance on the house. In fact, last week you said it was the best day ever when you had grinded the driveway and replaced my flat tire. And I was very appreciative of both of those things. But you enjoy that stuff. I'm not going to grind the driveway. Are you insane? 
Oh, no one's asking you to grind the driveway. And in terms of grocery shopping, it's like, you know, I don't get positive reinforcement when I go grocery shopping. Well, you're quite possibly, even in when fact, you do Instacart it, you're the worst. I would say worst, I get negative reinforcement. You're the worst so, shopper you know, I've ever seen It's in like, my life. why would I do that and have my husband tell me how badly I went grocery shopping when he enjoys going grocery shopping? There's so many things about you that are just like contradictions. Like, like what? This whole... Uh, you being so bad at grocery shopping. You seem to be great at every other kind of shopping. <laughs> but grocery shopping, for some reason, if I send you to the store, you'll come back with three cans of La Croix <laughs> and a can of uh, vegetable stock. And you'll be like, I went grocery shopping. And I'm like, what'd you get? That is not true. It's pretty true. And like, you come back with like these fucking self-serve chocolate almonds like you don't go buy like it's just like this is crazy yeah, i said i was going to sprouts to get some snacks so she goes to the barrels and i got and, dark and chocolate fills covered it up, almonds fills up these bags that you have to like weigh and it's like nine thousand dollars a bag no, it's not listen I, I just don't understand listen this is why i think it's better for all of us if you are in charge of the grocery shopping we could also like not almost physically not be any closer to a grocery store than we are here yeah it's true but you don't like sprouts no i don't you know why i don't like sprouts no bomba <laughs> that's it we're moving to israel um anyway i'm sorry everybody but uh if you know a food doula who can get us back on track for the three months that i can go grocery shopping <sighs> please write in Uh, all right well hope you guys all enjoyed that glimpse into our marriage well i just sometimes we have to get real about what being married is like and it's so much fun we have these arguments over the dumbest things was that grocery shop wait was that an argument wasn't it that was a discussion Well, I guess you weren't arguing. You are terrible at I, Yeah, I was not disagreeing with you. <laughs> that when you came back after you went shot, you after when the Instacart guy showed up <laughs> for the Hanukkah party, <laughs> and there was one bag of popcorn and one bag of chips, I was horrible. <laughs> this is what I mean. I was so horrified. Okay, here, you know what? Here's the thing. And then the 19 iced teas that he brought, too, which you which did not Which I had order, not ordered. But it was still like, it just all tracked, like, <laughs> what is happening here? Okay, here's here's what I would have needed from you if you really wanted me to, to take on grocery shopping. Not all of this ridicule and, and disparagement. I need concrete, actionable goals yeah. and instructions. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't and you, feel good about writing a list. Ever. And you and you seem to communicate through uh, mental telepathy. I communicate through mental telepathy, but then I follow that up with passive aggression. Yes. So so, so both of those don't really work for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, just, you know, just stating that for the record. I need clarity. I need groceries. <laughs> um, like today I was like, I just didn't have the energy for some reason. Like when I got up and you, when you started cooking that food today, I was like, oh, it's a really good day for like a big old Instapot meal. Mm. And then you were already cooking. I was like, nah, forget it. And then I was like, I really want some Bomba. So I drove to the Bomba store. Anyway. Okay. Back back to the podcast, everybody. Back to our infertility podcast. Time for writings. Uh, if this doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Dory and I, then I don't know what will. Uh, this is from Courtney. Hi, Dory and Matt. It's my second time writing in. I'm listening to this podcast... Listening to the podcast this Monday AM, and I had to write because my heart is bleeding for you. You were discussing whether or not this is all even worth it. So let me say that your feelings are valid. We hear them, and this sucks. It's not fair. There's nothing pleasant. I can't speak for 
all listeners, but I can't speak for myself, that yes, there are times where I consider, do I even want a child? Most recently, after an FET, my husband and I had a huge fight unrelated to infertility, which lasted several days. Have we ever gone that long? No. What's the longest we've gone with on fighting? Probably like 12 hours. Yeah. I don't like to, If I won't let us go to sleep but if we're married. I feel like that hasn't happened in a long time. A 12-hour argument with us? Yeah. No. I feel like there was one during the season. Really? Oh, go fuck yourself. And I left the house and went to work. Mm. But then I I vaguely remember that. But then I think you apologized. Well, I always apologize. Except when you should be apologizing. (laughs) I still have to apologize. It's like groceries. (laughs) Grocery. I'm in charge of groceries, house maintenance, apologizing, (laughs) and the cars. That seems fair to me. Okay. Anyway, we're back to this. Lasted several days. It was at this point I actually thought, oh my God, do I want a child with this person? Ooh, saucy feelings. I think all those feelings are normal and valid. You're not alone, and the community will support you regardless of your decision. The processes here are exhausting physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, if that is your thing. Well, I I get needles shoved into my head now, so everything's my thing, apparently. Uh, It's very normal to go through these phases, and sometimes I have to remind myself to put one foot in front of the other. I have no words or wisdom of wisdom. Uh, and Bo's dreaming. Well, he's uh, dreaming of squirrels. And no better than to say it's going to be okay, but I didn't want you to know those feelings. were. I did want you to know that those feelings were normal and valid. You are not alone. Oh, he's really going for it right now. Oh, Bobo. What do you think he's dreaming of? Squirrels? Mailmen? I think he's like, I think he's playing at the chateau in his brain. Aw. Like running around back and forth. Maybe he's in the yard of one of us. You don't know. Uh, so thank you for that email, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Of our dire, uh, I forgot how, uh, not great we were last week. We were not great. We were not in a great state. I blame the acupuncturist. She set us all off. Okay. Um, This is from Becca. This is Dory, Matt, and Bo. That is the order that she has addressed all of us. So, at least I'm better than Bo. First... (laughs) I can't thank you enough for your show and the community you've built. If it weren't for you, I would have given up on fertility treatments based on the recommendations of doctors. Wow. But now I'm sitting here three days away from a pregnancy test after my first uh, FET. She parenthetically wrote, and hopefully only. I skipped the parenthetical, but then went back to it, thus giving it more credence. Hopefully I can give back a little bit. Matt has mentioned his carpal tunnel syndrome a couple times. I have it too and even had surgery on my right wrist. Stupid idea. Didn't work. My mom got me, got it from being a cake deck. Sorry. My mom got it for being a cake decorator for years and she actively refused to let me work at an ice cream shop because she knew I would get it too. I did both of those things, oh, by the no. way. Maybe you've been building this carpal tunnel for like 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are exercises he can do. The biggest thing I learned from what you're doing, if you are doing any sort of repetitive motion, you need to take 10 minute breaks every 20 minutes. Wrist, wrist breaks. No scrolling through your phone, no typing, no strumming your guitar. It is the worst. But what your wrist needs, uh, and for me, but it's what your wrist need. It's what your wrists need. There I go. <laughs> And for me, it was the only thing that had a long-term positive impact. I also wanted to comment on the multicultural donor. My wife and I are mixed race, uh, and we had a hard time finding a donor of color at all that matched our other criteria, CMV negative, uh, much less a multicultural donor. We had three to choose from across four banks, including Whoa. the big ones. 
That's crazy. We would have paid a premium. I can't even believe that blonde, blue-eyed folks would get more comp- uh, compensation than people uh, of color or uh, multicultural folks when there are so few available. It's the complete opposite of supply and demand. That is very interesting. Have we found our newest business venture? Multicultural sperm and egg donors? Yep. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Sharks. Do you like (laughs) sperm? What if I told you most sperm's stupidly white? Uh, Anyway, thank you again for everything. I don't know if this will warm your heart or piss you off. I'm so confused by that statement. Why would that ever get us upset? I don't know. That's very weird. Becca, slow your roll. We're fine. (laughs) You are doing great. Uh, I truly believe you... Hang on. Oh, it was what she's about to say. <laughs> ah. Anyway, thank you again for it. I, don't, I know, don't know if this will warm your heart or piss you off, so know that I say this with the best intention. I truly believe you have brought babies into this world through your podcast, even though you haven't had yours yet. I'm wishing you all the best. Always, Becca. Uh, not pissed off, Becca. That's uh, very sweet. That's very sweet, and that's very interesting about the multicultural donors. I know. Hello, we have a business opportunity. Anyone wants like to get to in on this? <laughs> send us each five thousand dollars in a cashier's check that says "Bo's Eyes Only." <laughs> what if we did that? that what, if would... we, what if we patreoned our way to a multicultural donor bank? We could. Uh, we could do a Kickstarter. Oh, that sounds terrible. I know, but it sounds like there's a need. I, you know, I mean, obviously there's a need. If there's only three across two banks, or four banks, rather, that's cray. That is cray. Anyway. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. I think it's time for a voicemail. Okay, let's hear what this voicemail sounds like. Hey guys, um, I don't really have anything of uh, super important to add to the podcast. I um, I paused with, after I heard the caller from last week who was from South Louisiana. And, um, oh, I forgot to say my name. I'm Mariah. I also live in South Louisiana. So that was a nice little uh, surprise for me, I guess. Because um, I don't really have a whole, like, I don't hear of a whole lot of people down where I'm from who engage in the same sort of uh, media that I do. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of things that I like are really niche. Uh, so that was a nice thing to hear. And, um, yeah, Matt and Dory getting married that young and having that many kids is super common down here. Um, if I had to guess, I could be wrong. I'm sorry to this caller if I am wrong, but they're probably Catholic. There's a lot of big Catholic families down here. I have seven cousins from, you know, the same uncle. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. And, uh, Dory... I am so glad that you are so open about um, leaving your job at BuzzFeed. I'm sure that was really hard to do. Uh, And you have sort of inspired me to not quite quit my job, but um, I'm planning on moving, and I was going to keep commuting to my current job. And uh, I've decided to let go and actually transfer to a location closer to me nice um so yeah thank you for that all right guys bye 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 maria uh glad to hear the catholics are still producing still procreating lots of offspring well that caller from louisiana from a couple weeks ago they had i think they had their first kid at 18 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow i thought she was gonna guess their his age and i was gonna guess that he was probably like 31 I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. I thought he said he was like 50. He is? Did I make that up? Uh, You made that up for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe he's 40? Maybe. Well, then he'd have a 22-year-old son. Yeah. Or daughter. Why it was a son automatically, I don't know. I don't know. Because the patriarchy. What, what? Patriarchy air horn. What is happening? You saw my wife's face. It is It is the definition of disinterested in what I'm doing. <sighs> All right. This is from Anonymous. All right. Hi, Dory and Matt. Hi. I wanted to write in about some of the things I've heard you guys talk about regarding ways to improve sperm during IVF. Mm-hmm. I know Matt has said in the past that varicocele repair isn't worth it because it takes a year to make improvements and would only double his low count. However, that's not what we've been told by my husband's urologist. There are also unseen benefits that may not show up in a normal semen analysis. Mm -hmm. Have you considered getting DNA fragmentation tested? We had that tested, didn't we? Yes. And are you having it tested again? Well, I'm going to episona this this biz, Mm -hmm. you know. Here's the deal, guys. It takes, you know, a long time for sperm to be made in the body. I mean, relatively not a long time as far as things go. But, you know, for like for me to have non-stressed out sperm, we'd have to wait like another month or so. But we could also, well, I'll, I'll keep reading her email. For a bit of background, my husband and I have done IVF because of male factor only. The initial consultation seemed to think that it was mild. My husband's counts were low, but not very low. His motility was good and his morphology was bad, 1%. He had a sizable varicocele on his left side and his balls ached frequently. Our urologist initially didn't recommend repair because why bother? He had plenty of sperm and it would take three to six months to see results. Just do IVF parentheses great just let the woman deal with all the invasive procedures thanks dude fair uh after a round of ivf where none of our embryos made it to blastocyst they looked great until day five and then died off abruptly which our re said is a sign of a sperm issue we went back to the urologist and did a dna fragmentation test 
That showed his DNA fragmentation was over 60%. Normal is under 20%. So yeah, really, really bad. And this isn't a guy with semen analyses that made our RE call us great candidates for IUI, let alone IVF. With those results, we went directly to varicocele repair surgery, do not pass go. The urologist says that improvement should be seen in three to six months, not a year. And studies have shown dramatic improvement in DNA fragmentation, varicocele repair surgery. We can't attest to it personally since we just did the surgery in January, but fingers crossed. Also, if you have a skilled urologist during the procedure, it's highly unlikely that they can do anything that will make anything worse. So what's the harm in trying? For what it's worth, my husband also said his lifelong ball pain was gone almost immediately after the surgery. Another thing to consider is TSE. That's where they do a biopsy and remove sperm directly from the testicle to use an IVF. Our urologist said that a lot of the damage to sperm is done on the way out. It takes two weeks for sperm to go from testicle to semen, and using that sperm can bypass some of the issues. I know a biopsy on your balls doesn't sound fun, but after everything Dory's gone through, maybe it's time to consider drastic measures if you guys decide to do another cycle. Wishing you guys the best. Infertility sucks, but it's a great thing you are doing for the community to get people talking openly about these issues. What do you think? How would you feel about doing the the biopsy, the ball biopsy? testicular biopsy. I mean, think how fresh those sperm would be. I mean, do they do that at the clinic? I think so. Who does it? I don't know. We have a lot of questions. Well, we can ask them. About who's who's shoving needles into my testicles. Okay. It's cray. Is it, though? It's pretty cray. I've had so many needles shoved in me. I know. I know. I wonder if I did the varicocele thing. Might be time to go see Dr. Howard Kim again. Maybe. We'll see. Where are my walnuts? <laughs> Where are your walnuts? Have you been eating them? They're behind the thing. I, they're hidden because they're behind our vision boards. <laughs> so Should we move the vision boards? We should move the walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to read this email. It's pretty long. And I also need to... We almost never do this. I don't think, in in fact, I don't think we've ever done this, but I'm going to put a trigger warning on this email. We've never done it. Some people have though on their own emails. Right. I'm going to put it, I'm going to, I'm putting a trigger warning on this email for these triggers, domestic violence Uh and assault. Uh huh. Those are the triggers. All right. So if you, if those issues are triggering to you, you might want to fast forward the podcast a few minutes. We have no idea what the time code will be because she's doing this now. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. This is from Anonymous. I've written to you before regarding a few other things, but this is an email I never thought I would have to write. I sadly have to send out the egg signal to find someone to connect with who may also be in my very unfortunate shoes. Here's my story in a nutshell. My husband and I had our first and only child in 2013, conceived with no issues on the first try, and our son is now four. He is the delight of my life, and I always thought he'd be the first of maybe three or four kids. During all of 2016 and 2017, we tried to conceive a second child. In 2016, nothing happened. 2017 was largely unsuccessful until the fall when I started acupuncture. I conceived... Oh, this, this timing is weird. I conceived in December of 2016, but had an early miscarriage, miscarriage at 5.5 weeks. In March of 2017... I conceived again, but found out at seven weeks that it was a blighted ovum, so I miscarried again. Oh, I see. Okay. In June of 2017, I got pregnant again, but you guessed it. I miscarried again, this time at eight weeks. We never did get to the bottom of these issues. I've had every test in the book, and all have come back normal. My BMI is normal. I eat healthy, et cetera, et cetera. I should mention that at the beginning of 2017, I had my AMH levels tested, and they were excellent. I don't remember what the number was, but was told that I have the egg reserve of a much younger woman. I'm currently 37 and a half. After the three miscarriages, I had multiple tests run by both my reproductive endocrinologist as well as my naturopath, and everything came back perfectly. In November 2017, the naturopath suggested some more tests related to more specifically to my husband and thought that he may have DNA fragmentation in his sperm due to antidepressant use. Some medical journal- journals back this up, but it is still largely unsubstantiated, so most fertility clinics aren't into this line of thinking. This was the only factor aside from aging that had changed in our lives since the first successful pregnancy in 2013 up until now. 
My husband did go for the testing for DNA fragmentation and we were scheduled to go in for the results mid-December, except that at the beginning of December, my life changed forever when I was the victim of a very traumatic and violent physical assault at the hands of my husband. Part of the assault was also witnessed by my son. My husband had been violent once before in our relationship several years ago, but I truly thought we had worked through it and that he was a changed man. Not so. I still haven't been able to bring myself to go back into the fertility clinic for the results of that test. It has now been three months since the assault. To make a very long and complicated situation short, I'm not pursuing reconciliation, but rather divorce because I feel I cannot trust him again. After the assault, he was arrested and out of the house, still is, and I discovered several several secrets in many areas of life that he has been hiding from me. I feel like I didn't really know this person that I was married to for years. In addition to the extreme stress I've been under and trying to both mourn the ending of my marriage and deal with the aftermath of the abuse, i.e. panic attacks, as well as trying to make sure my son is okay, I find myself spending a huge amount of time mourning my dream of having more children. It's so difficult for me to give this up. I spent so much time, energy, and money over the last two years pursuing this dream, and I feel like it's been stolen from me in a moment. Yes, I have one beautiful, healthy child, and I'm thankful every day for him, but I always thought I would have more kids and do not know how to wrap my head around this. I'd been keeping all of my son's clothing and baby stuff in hopes of having more kids, and now I feel like I need to just get rid of it all and forget about it. Finances are not in a super great situation right now, as I have a lot of legal fees due to the current situation. I'm also single-handedly paying for all my household expenses, mortgage, car, literally everything, as well as my son's daycare. My husband was unemployed. So while adoption and or egg freezing do come to mind, and maybe what you guys would suggest to me neither seem realistic given my lack of funds right now. I'm curious what you would do in this situation, but even more so, I wonder if there is anyone else there in the eggiverse who has had their marriage dissolve unexpectedly and has had to deal with these feelings of loss when it comes to mourning a future unborn child. I also know you guys will likely say I have time to meet someone else and have a child with them, but I do not want to count on that. I feel like I will need a few years to regroup and recover from this terrible experience and this marriage. And with a child to parent who is my absolute top priority in life, I really don't see myself aggressively dating around. Ugh, blah. Thanks, guys. Oh, and P.S. Though it has been rough to keep listening to your pod, knowing that I'm no longer in a place of pursuing pregnancy, I still have to keep listening because I love you and need to hear your voices each week. And I know that 2018 is your year. Well, it's time for the lot to unpack bag. Did you bring it with you? Uh, I did not bring it with me. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. First of all, congratulations on knowing what to do and standing up for yourself and ending that marriage. Yeah. Uh, not easy. Nope. And, uh, you just, uh, you you did, you did great. Now let's talk about this, uh, wanting more children. 37 egg reserve of a 12 year old. <laughs> How many, I don't know what she said. <laughs> she said much younger woman. There we go. Um, I think you got time. I know you said that you didn't want us to say that you have time, but who, you know, I think you've got probably five years of egg hanging out in you. Who knows where you're going to be in half a decade? Yeah, it's true. Um, and, uh, you know, you wanted multiple kids and right now you don't have multiple kids, but listen, you can't get everything. Yeah. I don't know. Is that helpful? Nope. Probably not. Terribly well, unhelpful. What I was going to say is like, it feels like, and I apologize if this seems presumptuous, but it seems to me that you have been through extremely traumatic events and that perhaps you are focusing all of your anxieties and stress on this question of will you ever have another child and because that is kind of in it's it's like easier to wrap your head around than all the other insanity that's going on in your life mm-hmm. um i know that that happens to me sometimes obviously not in the same situation but if i have a really stressful thing going on in my life i will sometimes focus obsessively on something else that doesn't seem to have anything to do with the other thing and or or it seems semi-related because i'm sort of avoiding dealing with the main thing does that make sense 
Well, it does. I mean... And so I think you didn't mention therapy. I think if you're not in therapy, you should go to therapy. I would also, I think that group therapy would be helpful for you in addition. I think you need one-on-one therapy. I think you could also benefit from group therapy with other victims of domestic violence um, to talk all of these feelings through. And that would be my suggestion to you. Yeah. But the egg signal. But the egg signal is out. Um, and you know, I'm sorry that you've been through all this. What a shitty situation. So, but I'm not sorry that you still have to listen to our voices every week. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to play another voicemail. How do you feel about that? I feel good about it, I guess. Okay. Hi, I'm just a listener calling with a random thought that you don't need to air, but too late. Um, I'm listening to this morning's podcast and um, feeling so um, heartbroken for you all. And I was wondering, could Matt's sperm situation have anything to do with either of the antidepressants or um, Pyvance and the other thing that he was trying? It feels like that's one thing that's really changed in the past couple months. I've and asked. Maybe those are related. Um, and then the other thing when Dory mentioned why didn't the lab freeze her eggs, I thought, oh, well, maybe would it work for, you know, while Matt's quitting smoking and um, figuring that stuff out, maybe Dory could do another cycle and freeze the eggs. Uh-huh. I know that's a huge thing, um, but maybe that would be one way to use this time while... I don't hate that idea. Um, thinking of you all and wishing you all the very best and a baby ASAP. Bye. Thank you. Dory, what do you think about that? Freezing your eggs. Freezing 40-year-old eggs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't it seem kind of crazy? Isn't this whole thing crazy? Yes. I don't know. I guess I can seems talk to like Dr. Beck a, about yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like we have a lot to talk to her about. Yeah. It's weird, though, that like we don't, we can't just go in for an appointment. We have to like be going in to start a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Well, I could have her call us. Yeah, but that doesn't do it, you know? Should I make a fake appointment? I don't know. What do you do? (laughs) Should I be like, I need an ultrasound? (laughs) Uh, What do you do, though, really? I guess you can't. I mean, you go in for a consult when you're first going in, right? right. Why can't you go in for consults? I'm sure we could. I'm sure, and then, constantly going and then they would stuff. be like, that will be $450. You're saying it's not worth it. Oh, I'm just saying it's like ridiculous the way that they nickel and dime you. Uh, listen, they were kind enough to give us a discount on the last round. They sure were. Don't you forget about it. Oh, I won't. How did our acupuncturist know that we got a discount? I think I told her. Oh. Because <laughs> if you didn't tell her, that would be amazing. No, I think I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I told her. All right. I hope you really did. Because yeah. if you didn't. No, I, I did. It would be extra amazing. I did. I told her. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is an email from Liz. Hi, Matt and Dory. I had to stop this week's. Oh, my God. Hang on one second. I hope you, you all yawned at home. You Okay really caught up with me there whatever whatever yawning was happening what if it is the vibrance there's no way to know there's no way to know well there is a way to know if in like a month your numbers have gone up and you're still on the vibrance and we know it wasn't the vibrance and we know it was stress but if it takes three months to make new sperm wouldn't we not know until May? Well, here's the other question. When did you, you started the Vivance in December, end of December? Yes. No. Second week of January. So that, oh, it wouldn't so it wasn't, it wasn't affected by the Vivance because that no. sperm was made in the fall. Fall sperm, which was right around the time when I started doing after track. Imagine the 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wouldn't it be ironic if the stress was the stress of the failed transfer? <laughs> That's a lot for me to wrap my head around. <laughs> Think about it. Guys, it's not the vibe Vance. I hope we're all happy about that. All right. This is from Liz. Hi, Matt and Dory. I had to stop this week's episode to email you about the first egg signal. Uh, about whether we wa- waffle back and forth about wanting to have kids during the long cycles. Yes. I don't know what direction the episode will go since I just hit pause, but the topic is me too. So much of what Dory is saying, I have said myself. That's my job. I just articulate those things that you think. That you don't say out loud. Those things that you think that you don't say out loud. Dory. Uh, I emailed... <laughs> That's my new theme song. I, I don't go grocery shopping. Woo! Dory. Don't even know how to order food. I emailed a long time ago as a lesbian who was hell-bent on a daughter first, then a son, mostly due to a strong desire to ensure a daughter first, then ended up with... Fewer female embryos, and then one. oh right, oh, yes. I remember this. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, fast forward to three IVF cycles, and we were lucky enough to get a girl uh, or two each cycle. Wow, fancy! Uh, but none of the three transfers we've done have worked, and we have one girl left. I've had every test, and they can't find anything wrong with me. Do you want me to read this? Except that I mean, it's not. It's not the content. It's my brain. I'm so sorry. Uh, nothing wrong with me except that I'm about to hit 40 next month. I think my age is the only thing that they can say is working against me. A month ago, I had a polyp removed from my uterus uh, that we know wasn't there before all these IVF cycles per the tests. So I like to blame all the meds for this happening. I stopped BCP a week after the procedure. It's going on four weeks, and I still haven't gotten a period and though I've gotten one three to four days after stopping BCP, so did they break my uterus? Am I now going through early menopause? What the hell is going on anyway? I, uh, If I ever get a period, we're doing the ERA test. Last time that I saw the doctor, she said that this was pretty much the last thing to try and then sort of proceeded to give me the breakup speech. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Thank you for trusting me with your care all these years, and I want you to get a second opinion. Please do so. Uh, I felt like I was getting dumped. Anyway, back to the egg signal. Yes, I felt that way. I know. I now find myself thinking about all the stress I may save myself if I don't have kids. I'm highly sensitive to stress, it seems. Join the club. I'm highly sensitive to yawns on a rainy Saturday in Los Angeles. This is bananas. Um, has been working. Maybe it's not meant to be. Love that phrase. Blah, blah, blah. Last month, I've had spikes in blood pressure stressing about the polyp removal, not because of the procedure itself, but because the surgery has done was done in a hospital versus my clinic, and they kept asking if I had an advance medical directive on file and if I wanted to bring it on surgery day. If I, I, I had to have a breathing tube uh, just to help. Had things on my legs compressing to prevent clots because I could die from going through all of this and die in childbirth if I ever get that far and a million other things to worry about. Had a routine exam over the weekend and my doctor out of the blue asked me about my blood pressure because I had a small retinal hemorrhage. Oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously. My eyeball had a stroke. <laughs> Nothing to worry about, he, he said. But they can be caused by hypertension. Awesome. So it can start in your eyeball. 
Okay, deep breath. So yes, this shit is ridiculously stressful and makes you second guess what the hell you're doing and if any of it's worth it. Love you guys and hugs to you both. I listened to the end of the podcast before I hit send, so I'm totally down with your theory on fear, Matt. It is a great motivator, motivator and stressor. Yay. Oh, boy. Bo is really having a time again. He really is. Oh, boy. Keeps, uh, um, he keeps light snoring. You know, I uh, <laughs> I, I got to take a shower. Why? For dinner. But we have so many more emails. I know. I think I think we're going to have to pick this back up later. What do you mean? I, I I mean, we're running out of time. I have to pack for New York. I know. Can't just record a podcast later. Well, what time we just, is it? Should we just wrap things up? It's quarter of six. Yeah. Boy, you should probably get your things going. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. We had so many big emails here. I know. We, uh, we did have a this lot of... This is crazy. You guys sent us a lot of great emails. There's so many emails that we haven't and, gotten and, through. And this was a... I, I, I didn't... This isn't all the emails we got this week. Boy. I know. Thank you, guys, for sending us these emails. We Please send us more. Show. We can't do the show without you. Uh, page 13, I don't have. Here it is. Uh oh man, there's even an email from Lex. <laughs> yeah, Lex Lex sent us an email. Oh my You wanna read his gosh. email? End it with Lex. There are people with real problems. Lex is just making the country continue to run by driving back and forth. Well then you should probably read um Aaron Gudge's email. Oh, here comes the Gudge, Patreon supporter. Where did she Oh here it is. Uh, from Aaron Gudge. I went to my junior prom in a green convertible sob with tan leather interior and heated seats. That guy was a douche. That's all, Aaron. Oh. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> How dare you, Aaron. <laughs> guy could have been cool. Uh... Okay, so we are gonna wrap up just because of time constraints on this end of things. Uh... Hey, everybody. Um, Lex, you're getting read first next week. Enjoy that. And a reminder that you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month. That's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Help us pay for all of the surgery I'm going to need on my balls. Huge thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on this here podcast each month in addition to that free bonus episode of the podcast. So... Uh, Julia, thank you. Amy, thank you. Evelyn Schmevelin, great name. Barrett Pope, Stephen Azar, Carrie Mills, Rob Thayer III, Siri K. Gasky, Wendy Nielsen, Daniela Harker, uh, Linnea Thunsel, Catherine Simpson, Jennifer Floyd, Zuluma, 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 Zulema, Zulema. Oh, that's way better. Contreras. Uh, Danielle Kohler, Stu, again, I think it's our landlord, <laughs> Ashley, Cecil, Lee, uh, Alec, and Meredith Babel, uh, or Babel. Alec is the one who, uh, well, we read on the Patreon episode about his epic trip to Vegas. Oh, Alec, crushing it. Lex Conan, there he is. Yep. Thanks, Lex. Uh, Sarah Reested Long, Magana Prasad, Kat, I'm sorry, Katrine Barasin. Uh, Nicola Skidmore, Mary Buchika, Becheka, Basica, Besica, Mary, I'll figure it out. Uh, Nicole Ponde, Meryl Stark, Kelsey Kinneman. Again, these are the people who have helped make this podcast run. They've helped pay for yet another Zoom H6 because I broke another one. Uh, Martin Peterson, Christy McCallis. Chris, Christy McCallis. I like to figure out your names on the podcast, everybody. Anne Svensson Toon, Chinami Worth, uh, Anne Real, Tyler Rosewood, Danielle Lynn, Mackenzie Erickson, Michelle Kitz Miller, Liesel uh, Rompano, Julie Phillips, Darlene Estramera. And we'll have another batch of Patreon supporters next week. Uh, these are the people who make uh, me 
do this podcast every week. It's certainly not you people just listening, uh, freeloading. Oh, wow. Like, like you're some kind of uh, misshapen slow sperm inside my testicles, just freeloading. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you again next week on the internet. Bye.